Hello, members of the RCC. We are in week 10. This is our weekly interconnections talk. It is good to be with you. I am Dr. Peter. Now, I just want to start out with this by saying everyone has their own pace in this work. And there can be a temptation to compare how I'm doing with other people. Other people seem to be getting their parts down more. I haven't been able to map them. I just want everyone to kind of take a collective breath here just to know that everyone works at their own pace and it's okay. Um, there's no need to compare with others. If you're making progress, that's great. That's really what we're looking for. Now I'm bringing to all of you and your company a focus on trust this week. Trust. Trust within your system. And that trust starts with our protectors. Protectors trusting the self. We're going to be working from pages 49 to 52 in our self-therapy workbook. You read up to page 56, but we're going to focus on the first part of that chapter. And it's good to have your parts journal and any parts maps you're working with within arm's reach, especially for the experiential exercise. The parts description worksheets as well, if you like using those, it's all optional. But we're going to be starting with our protector parts. And remember, protector parts are our managers and firefighters. Managers and firefighters are protectors. They have good intentions for us. They want to help us. But they have a very narrow slice of experience, a very narrow vision of the world. And their vision of the world is often from a young perspective. It's not at all nuanced. It's not at all complete. Because often they're trapped in the past locked in at a very young age. And extreme roles and extreme behaviors flow from this lack of integration of protector parts. These parts often don't trust the self to be able to lead and guide your system effectively. These protector parts don't necessarily even know that the self exists. These protectors in extreme roles also generally don't trust God very much. They have very warped and difficult God images. So protectors take on extreme roles in our system because they feel they have to in order to deal with difficult situations. They deal with these difficult situations on their own. They, they don't feel like they have better options. They feel like they have to rely on their own ideas, their own judgment, on their own wits, use their own resources, rely on their own strength, and they have to do it alone. And furthermore, if they don't do their job, then they feel like really bad consequences will follow. Trust. Let's go back to that theme of trust. Trust flows from a sense of safety and protection. Protectors in their extreme roles, they don't feel safe. They are driving towards trying to achieve a sense of protection, but they don't know how to get there on their own. It's just not possible for them to get there on their own. They need to know that your self is present. Now, we went over a lot about the self in week two. The self is that active inner leader, has the perspective to see reality, has the courage to take risks, is balanced, is fair. It's like the conductor of your inner orchestra. The self works with your parts and can connect with the parts of other people as well. Parts find the relationship with the self very reassuring, right? And the self has those eight C's, calm, curiosity, compassion, confidence, courage, 
clarity, connectedness, creativity. Now, every one of us has a self, but in my estimation, most people have experienced very little of their self being in front, leading and guiding the system. And it's important that the self lead and guide the system because the self is the inner attachment figure. We need to work on trust between our protectors and our self. And if you take the time to really connect with the protector, and if that protector feels understood and appreciated, things begin to change inside. The protector can soften, can relax back, and begin to trust you as the self a lot more. Protectors really long for the self. Even if they don't know the self, they want a self. They are looking for a self. What often happens, though, inside is that one part, a protector part, is trying to force the other parts to let it drive your bus. Parts get polarized. They get locked into conflict because they each have a different vision of what needs to happen. And if there's no active inner leader present with a broad perspective who is balanced and fair and who has the poise and the capacity to lead and guide all the parts, then it becomes a great big battle of king of the mountain to see which protector part can blend. So we really need the self to emerge. And this happens when all the parts unblend. Parts can't foster trust among themselves without the self, right? So it's a long way of saying unblending and being in self is really, really central. So what ways can a protector sense that the self can really lead and guide your system? What helps parts to have the confidence to unblend, to give space so that yourself can lead and guide? What helps with that? When they sense that the self understands the parts and their concerns, if a protector understands that the self wants to connect, has genuine interest, genuine curiosity, when a protector understands that the self appreciates the protector and values the protector's good intentions, that the self is focusing on the good in parts, when the protector understands that the self really wants to see and hear and know and understand the protector without criticism or judgment, in a word, when parts sense that the self really loves them, all kinds of doors open, all kinds of possibilities emerge within the self. Now you might ask, why, Dr. Peter, are we focusing on the self instead of on God right away? Well, I have answers for that. First of all, let me assure all of your parts that this is all designed to help you to become close to God as quickly as possible, but in a way that feels safe to all your parts. It's really, really important. Many parts don't trust God. They are very afraid of God because of negative God images, because of distorted ideas about God. And I went into this in great depth in the Interior Integration for Catholics podcast, episodes 23 to 29. It's so important that parts come to trust the self first, because that's so much easier usually than parts coming to trust God first, especially if the self isn't present leading and guiding the system. And then if the self is leading and guiding the system and the parts can trust the self, it makes it so much easier 
for a part to tolerate being in the presence of God in prayer, for example. The self can be the bridge. The self can be the mediator in the relationship between God and the parts. Remember that God is very gentle with us. He doesn't want to invade us. He doesn't want to intrude. He wants to be invited in. And so that executive decision-making is usually through the self. That's why it's so important for the self to be able to lead and guide your system also in the spiritual life. It makes the spiritual life so much richer and deeper if yourself can be helping your parts in that relationship with God. We're going to do a lot more later in the series about the spiritual aspects of this. It's really important, though, to start with the natural realm because grace builds upon nature. So I just wanted to explain why we're not immediately bringing God in. I really want there to be a secure attachment. I really want there to be safety in your system between your parts and yourself first. I think that's really, really important in the natural realm. So with that, I'm going to invite you to begin your discussion about trust and how we need to develop that trust inside. We need to be able to trust ourselves and to be able and for parts to allow the self to emerge to lead and guide your system. So I'll see you in just a few moments on the other side.